Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. In the aftermath of the NBA draft, there are so many stories that we need to cover, so we're going to try to break everything down that we can today on the board. Let's get right into it. Tons of action in the NBA draft that we want to discuss today. We'll get to as much as we can in our allocated time here. But if you do enjoy what we have for today, please make sure to hit that like button and subscribe to the board channels for more content just like this. But uh, first of all, we got to open up. We're going to talk about your Houston Rockets. We'll talk about my Toronto Raptors. But I think the story of the day was probably the Washington Wizards. First of all, before we even had the draft, they had another trade pulled off. They are cleaning house and... They made a move to get Jordan Poole off of the Golden State Warriors. It was Jordan Poole along with a first and a second just for Chris Paul. Wow, this was crazy to see. Let's bring in Pips NBA. Pips, what were your initial thoughts on this trade? Who do you think won? Yeah, I think obviously Wizards won from my side. I'm not a huge fan of Jordan Poole, but this is a great gamble for them. They have... They're just starting out and they can uh, give him a chance. He was great in season three. And then after a Damon Green punch, punch his face, he was poor, a bit poor in, in, the, in the season, uh, in the last season. He had some good stints, some bad, terrible stints, didn't, wasn't playable in the playoffs. But taking a shot here, I don't see any problems. The, the crazy thing is that. Golden State Warriors needed to include picks to upload uh, Jordan Poole after they gave him that huge contract. One year, and one year after that contract. Year after. Yeah, that, that that's crazy. But I think I kind of like it for, for the Wizards because they have perfect squad to let Jordan Poole cook, get 25 points a game average or even higher on this roster. And see what they what they can. He's still 24. He he just turned 24 four days ago, so I kind of like this gamble, a gamble from from the Wizards, uh, low risk high reward situation. Yeah, I mean, Pool's on a long contract with the money that's probably a bit too much for him. But Chris Paul was a player that almost got waived, and they ended up getting draft capital and a gamble of a young player out of it. Jordan Poole's going to have full license to do whatever he wants here. So it'll be interesting to see maybe under the right coaching if he can kind of fix up. So, yeah, this is an absolute home run play for the Washington Wizards. Amazing trade here. From the Warriors side of it, a little bit embarrassing. One year after the mega extension for Jordan Poole, you had to use draft capital to get off that. The Chris Paul fit, um, not sure this was worth it, but it'd be interesting because, okay, this is somebody's now going to run your second unit. I understand it from that perspective, but I don't know. I, I just don't really see why they wanted to give up so much to make this trade happen. Um, haven't really seen the buzz online, but I was told that people thought this was a win for the Warriors. I don't know. We just have a, don't have the understanding of who Chris Paul is today, but uh, this 
this was pretty confusing to me uh, to see the Warriors make this trade. So we'll uh, we'll see how Jordan Poole does and if this turns out to be a win for the Warriors. But let's talk about the Wizards in another trade. This was a big one during the draft. So uh, I had Bilal Koulibaly 12th in my mock draft, and I remember you thought he was too high. And we were texting about him like, okay, Utah could take him at nine. Like, don't, don't be surprised if he goes nine. Well, he goes seven. He goes seven. The Wizards trade up from the eight to the seven to get Bilal Koulibaly. Pacers trade down to eight and get a bit of draft capital and take Jairus Walker, who they wanted anyways. I feel bad for the people who bet Jairus Walker seventh overall because you were technically right. You were right. The Pacers wanted Walker seventh. It's just they actually moved the trades. Uh, they moved the pick one spot back so you lose your bet. Same happened with Derek Lively at 10. But my, I'm trying to figure this one out because the Pacers move back one spot. The Wizards move up to get Koulibaly. First of all, Koulibaly going seventh was shocking. But there must have been another team that was in the mix to trade for that seventh overall pick. What do you think went on behind the scenes that caused this transaction? I honestly don't understand this at, at all because as we know, Pacers wanted and got what they wanted, Jairus Walker. If they traded with another team, they will fall out position to get him. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why would the Wizards do this? Like you, and Pacers didn't want below and you are next on the, on the board. Like you just wait and get your player. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. So it was hella confusing for me. If they were like ninth and then trying to go move two two spots. Yeah. Which is what OKC did. But yeah. That but one makes sense. Moving one spot while you know Indiana Pacers won't pick him because if they wanted to pick him, they won't trade him. Wouldn't so yeah, I am confused. I don't think that was necessary at all. I, I it must have been there was something on the table for the Pacers to trade out of the out of that position. Maybe it was like, like just guessing. Maybe it was OKC. That's the yeah. type of player they'd want, and yeah, the Pacers were content cool. to fall back to twelve. It's weird for me. Like I think seven is a reach, and teams will give better offer to the Pacers for Bilal. Like, how high are teams on him to... Uh, yeah, it's confusing for me. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess evidently Koulibaly was excellent in the combine, whichever, however much he played a part. Uh, his performances in the playoffs with the Mets 92 must have just blown teams away, and any draft, any workout must have been really, really impressive because, like again... Not only do we feel like this was a little bit of a reach, like not crazy reach, but a little bit of a reach for me. Somebody else was trying to trade into it or else this trade doesn't make sense. So that was a very interesting one. But let's switch over now to the Houston Rockets. Um, We're both going to call them the winners of the draft here. Fourth overall pick, they get Amon Thompson. I think that's how you say it now. Amon Thompson goes fourth overall. And... Not only do they Amon Thompson, but a consensus top five pick from two days ago ends up falling to 20th overall in Cam Whitmore. And the Rockets were the team that finally ended his slide down there. You must be feeling amazing. Yeah. 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 I was, I was like from the, I think like when, when you guys at a 13 pick didn't choose him, I was like, okay. Just started praying for him to just fall one, another, third. 
and Stone said, said like he was they, they were trying to trade to 16 to get him to 17 to get him but teams weren't going to choose him so he just stayed away stayed away stayed away and he falls in our lap at 20 it's crazy and to people saying not even there are there were not even medical reasons it was like his mentality or interviews and interviews for like that kind of talent like and also stone said he had a great interview with houston rockets and good workout so that, that that's crazy to me like they were considering him at four like not really buying into him buying going at four but it was there was some consideration a couple of weeks ago for him to go four and now we got him at 20. like we got two top five players unbelievable unbelievable and to add on jabari smith on jalen green on Alperen Shingur, Terryson. Yeah. Great oh, time. Oh, to yeah. Be Big Great win time. there for the Rockets. Also, they are all super athletic, and it will be so fun to watch. Yes, and a good coach, finally. So uh, things finally on the up for the Rockets. Yeah, watching this all unfold for Cam Whitmore, I, I get it. I guess I'm trying to figure this out. I, I suppose he just assumed he'd be going really high in the draft, and maybe he tanked his interviews with the teams that weren't like in the top five six seven eight but even still i mean the talent was clearly there that wasn't a question it, it just every pick that went down i guess teams were just maybe it got to a point where teams were like okay is there something wrong that we don't know let's just stay with the guy that we like already and not worry about it also if his ego was huge this will settle him down like Okay. Yeah. I was wrong. Let's now work out and be better. Yeah. So the, the mentality you know, now is going to be amazing. Yeah. I just love, I love this. I love this. I hope my Rockets won't fucked up in the free. In, in, like they have 60 million and won't sign some crazy, stupid players like Dylan Brooks and, and ruin the team chemistry and make some moves that don't make sense. But I believe in our front office. They did yeah. some good moves last two, three seasons. So let's hope they can still. So let's talk about my Toronto Raptors now. Uh, my favorite prospect, if you listen to yesterday's video, you watched yesterday's video, uh, I like Kaysen Wallace the best. And we were talking about it as if, like, okay, he's probably, he might actually go behind. You showed me a mock where he was 18th. Yeah. His over-under was 14 and a half. And then I think it went down to 12 and a half, but the over was getting bet very heavily. And he ends up going 10th overall. So it looks like the Orlando Magic wanted him at 11. And the Oklahoma City Thunder trade up from 12 to leapfrog the Magic and take him at 10. The Mavericks, great piece of business. Unbelievable piece of business. They get the guy they wanted anyways. And they get off the Bertans contract, which is horrible. Excellent, excellent move by the Dallas Mavericks. Finally, a good move by that organization. But yeah. because Casey Wallace is gone... Raptors have the opportunity to go with Bufkin or Grady Dick or Whitmore. And they decide to go with Grady Dick. And um, I, I, I cover the draft extensively on all my uh, on all my um, all my platforms. And Grady Dick was the highest on my draft board at the time at the 13 dollar pick who was available. Grady Dick was the highest on my draft board. So I'm very, very happy with this pick. The Raptors add in a shooter and he's a lot more than just a shooter. Good at putting think, the ball on the floor. Good at creation off of the catch, one dribble, and um, just a smart player overall. What did you think of this one? 
Yeah, I think you need to thank uh, Orlando Magic for passing on him and choosing uh, Jet Howard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we all knew literally, uh, literally, we'll go to the Mavericks. Yeah. So when they choose Jet, we, I think you know that Dick, Dick is coming to the to the. I I had a suspicion at the time that they would have gone for Kobe Bufkin as well, uh, which yeah. I would have been very happy with also. Yeah. But I I love Hawks and he's going to the Hawks and that's yeah kind good of pick. Yeah, good pick. Yeah, sure. the Jed Howard one was. <laughs> Jed Howard was supposed to go like, oh my goodness, I wouldn't that, have projected him to go any earlier than like than like yeah. eighteen. I actually made my a bit of talking talking point about Orlando Magic. I think their picks were make sense, but I think both are each in by quite some. I think Black for my for my side is like eight to ten pick, and Howard is fifteen to twenty. So they got good players. I like them and good fit. I don't see fit with Black actually, actually. Because I really have, like Anthony Black, so I don't mind that. Yeah, I like him, but I like Bancaro is playing on the ball a lot. Trent Wagner is playing on ball a lot. So you have non-shooter that's playing on the ball a lot. So also Bancaro is non-shooter. Trent is decent, but not on high volume. So they like shooting, but they got Howard. And Wendell Carter can shoot three, so yeah, makes maybe could make sense. But yeah, I think they are both a reach. I like both players, but not at six and eleven. I, if they were like nine and fifteen, awesome. But right. this is a bit rich. I think they, they had some some better better players on, on, on the on the available. Other surprising picks that I saw here. Uh, Jaime Jaquez Jr. going to the Heat at 18 was crazy. Uh, he is an excellent college player, doesn't project extraordinarily well at the NBA, but he was supposed to go late first, early second, and he goes at 18. So I don't know how much you know about him, but Miami must yeah, see something they really like. Uh, yeah, but it's like if you can describe a Miami Heat player, <laughs> it's probably him. Like, I, I guess, but this was still yeah. surprising to me. Yeah, um, it, it, it's a bit early, but I don't think they, they are, Miami uh, approach to draft is we like this player. Yeah, that like it seems like that. So they had so many good undrafted guys picks. So I'm not. I think they know what they what they are. The, the, they are yeah, doing. I'm not gonna. Uh, I like that guy. He's huge hustler, and yeah. And he's cool guy, so we'll, we'll yeah. see what what, what yeah. gets. Yeah, he fits. Maybe he'll fit the heat culture. That's that's maybe what they're looking also, for. I'll say Brandon Pojinski. I know good substitute for Jordan Poole. I think. Yeah. yeah and they said they him had him on the draft board like almost to, top ten. They had some. They, they, they said he had, yeah. They said they had him way, way like ten places over the nineteenth spot. I think that that's that's the thing they said. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if any team higher than the Warriors would have taken him. I think that's that's probably around the earliest I could have pictured him going. But yeah, uh, but they they're high on him. When they asked why didn't they why didn't they take Whitmore, they said Pojinski was the. 
projected way, way higher than 19, and they just took the best player on the board. Yeah, I mean, they so, like their guy. They got their guy. Like, I, I, I can't. He's one of the best. If you look at the stats, he's one of the best guys in, in, in the entire draft. Like, his numbers are, are actually crazy. Like, he shot 44% from the three, scored 20 points, four assists, high steals. Like, if you look at the data, he looks like perfect fit for, for the Golden State. Uh, some other steals that you wanted to highlight here. Uh, Bryce Sensava going 28th. Like a few months ago, he was a projected top, I think he was a projected lottery pick, maybe even top 10. Uh, yeah. So at 28, nice gamble there by the Jazz for somebody who maybe fell I, a little bit. I think people are looking a lot on the injuries and past injuries and just letting guys go way, way under. Mm-hmm because of the injuries and injury concerns and that's okay but if you are over 20 pick i think you can gamble on high potential if they can stay healthy and just did and i think that's a great great spot especially for them they are going to rebuild and yeah i i i, I love this spot i think he's if healthy of course he's lottery pick and some other ones here, a uh, couple that I'll highlight. Ray and Rupert to the Blazers at 43. Uh, super big, lengthy, raw player, but trending upwards shooting-wise, trending upwards as a ball handler, trending upwards as a defender. I thought he was going to be a late first-round pick. Great spot for the Blazers to get him at 43. Leonard Miller going 33rd. I thought that was extremely surprising. I thought he was going to go in the early 20s, even maybe getting into the teens. I even had a slight suspicion the Raptors would want him at 13. I don't think that was out of the question at all uh, if they didn't get the names that they wanted down there. So great move by the Timberwolves to nab him there at 33rd. A uh, couple other ones you wanted to highlight here. Kobe Jones to the Kings. Max Lewis also uh, fell a little bit too far. He went 40th to the Lakers. I thought he was a late first. Jordan Walls to the Celtics. Yeah. Another one. Jordan and Walls. Yeah, you want to highlight that? Right. You can make uh, decent shooting he'll be he'll be crazy good especially for the celtics and their kind of defense switch or everything he just his wing sparring is crazy he's just human another big steal trace jackson davis went 57th overall to and he went to the reportedly traded to the warriors i thought trace jackson davis so he was a jalen hutchifino's pick and roll partner at indiana so he, he's a very very good pick and roll player i can't believe he ended up at 57th overall, and I think yeah. he's going to – if he does go to the Warriors, I, I like that fit quite a bit. Uh, I don't know if he'll get playtime out of the gate, but somebody who works extremely well in the pick and roll, plays above the rim, I think getting him at 57 was a good pick over there. What do you think about Sissoko at Spurs? Are they just getting another friend's guy for Wemby or <laughs> what's got – I mean, I, I love him. I think he should be late first round. I had him at – Close to the late first round, but I I don't, I, I I don't hate ever when teams gamble on elite athleticism and you try to figure out the basketball stuff along the way. The Spurs have time for that gamble and to develop, so I like that a lot. I like that one a lot. With with Keldon being improved three point shooter, Vassell being great three point shooter, when Benyama can shoot outside, gambling on a no shooter, crazy athletic guy, great defender, wing at in the second round yeah that's that's great great move yeah, for the yeah. sports um, and I they think... are, 
I I just want to say like if you take a look at their recent picks at late late uh, first round and early second round, they had John Tamari, uh, Derek White, so many great guys. Oh, they know how to draft. Yeah, so I think they are they are great. Yeah. And also, um, that's one thing I want to mention. Like we didn't talk about at all. Like Miller going second and school going <laughs> third, and uh, just an interesting fact. So uh, Hornets choose Adam Morrison over Brandon Roy. Then they choose Michael Git, uh, Kit Gilchrist over Bradley Beal. Then they choose Frank Kaminsky over Devin Booker. And then they choose Malik Monk over Donovan Mitchell. And I think this could be the same thing over again. Also, when they, when they got it right and got Lamelo Ball, they were trying to trade up for James Weidman. So they were booing. Everyone was booing if you saw the crowd when they picked Brandon Miller. Like whole crowd was ultra frustrated and they're booing the pick. No, I wasn't listening. Uh I was because I was doing the streams. I wasn't listening that well. I saw so uh, many clips on the on the on the Twitter when they they're just completely nuts and they picked Brandon Miller or Scoot Henders. Wow. Well Brandon Miller, I still think he's a good player. I just prefer Scoot Henderson. So yeah. Time will tell who was the winner of that one. Uh, we didn't even get to Scoot Henderson possibly being traded. Uh, Damon Lillard has no interest really in playing with Scoot Henderson, it seems like. I don't know what's going to go on there. It's difficult. Scoot Henderson, Anthony Simons, uh, Sharp, and Damon yeah. Lillard. Yeah. Yeah. One needs to go. And if you look, all three, all four, only one doesn't make sense with the other three. And that's Damon Lillard. And they can get. I think they should offend before the draft and got some good capital because this draft was crazy talented. So many good spots and they could get yeah, this was a wing or they could get Jarrett Walker or, or something like that and don't uh, resign Jeremy Grant and have ultra fun starting lineup. Like something like that. Like, yeah. For example. Um, I just think the organization doesn't want to be the ones that say we want to trade him and Dame doesn't want to be the one that runs away from the grind and says he wants to trade. So I think they're just playing chicken right now until one of them commits. But I mean, they have to trade somebody like you just can't have all these guys together. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So I think we've covered everything we've needed to for this one. We've run quite a while here, but if you did enjoy, make sure to hit that like button and subscribe to the channel for more content like this. Rate and view five stars as well. If you're listening in podcast form, me and Pitts will be back very soon for some more NBA content on the board channels. Thanks again, everybody.